0: Welcome to the I Am Persuaded podcast with Travis Shelton. Our desire is to provide weekly encouragement and biblical truths so that you too can be persuaded that he is able. Thanks for joining us on this episode. Now let's hear what Pastor Travis has to say. Welcome back to the I'm Persuaded podcast. I appreciate you tuning in each Friday, and I do apologize for being a little bit sporadic with the posting here the past couple of weeks. It's just been really busy uh, near the end of the week for me, but we are trying to get back to the every Friday schedule. And so, thank you for those of you that tune in on the Fridays that I am able to get a podcast up. And so, thank you for those of you that will listen to this one. I truly hope and pray it's been an encouragement, and I. I have to say that when I talk to you guys, to those of you that listen, and you just tell me how much it encourages you and persuades you to believe Jesus, it really just means a lot. And so thank you so much for the encouragement. Thank you for the testimonies for those of you that listen to the podcast. Thank you to those of you that submit questions and ask questions for the podcast. So just thank you for everyone that supports it. And I just truly appreciate that. I've been really burdened and I kind of I think I've shared my heart on the podcast a couple episodes ago, maybe a couple of episodes even, just about my burden for the church and just Christians and disciples and those of us that follow Jesus. And I've really just been burdened about what does it mean to follow Jesus. So we've had a couple of episodes regarding the disciples, their slow learning and some different aspects about their life as disciples. But I think it's very fitting for us if we want to understand what does it mean to follow Jesus. What what does it look like practically in my life and in yours as an as a follower of Jesus as a disciple of Jesus what does it look like scripturally to follow Jesus as we look at the first followers of Jesus In the Gospels, is his disciples, those that he calls by name to follow him. And so we start seeing that happen in Matthew chapter 4. And so I believe Matthew chapter 4 is a very pivotal area in the life of Jesus and his ministry. And it's also a very key passage in you and I understanding what does it mean to truly follow Jesus. And so what does that mean and look like for us in our life? And so, so many times in our life, we've heard this been said just Follow Jesus. So, when we are up against a situation, when something we're faced with, maybe a, a circumstance, a difficulty, financial circumstance, bullying at school, um, heartache, sickness, um, just anything in life, well, something that we've all been told by a fellow brother or sister in Christ is the statement, hey, just follow Jesus and everything will be okay. While there is enormous truth behind that, just follow Jesus, a lot of times Christians, young Christians, old Christians, mature Christians, sometimes we don't understand what does it look like to follow Jesus. And so some of you might be saying today, I place my faith in Jesus. I've trusted in Jesus. I have accepted the invitation to follow Jesus. But what does it look like to follow Jesus? And so we find just some key examples of that in Matthew chapter four and some other thoughts from Matthew chapter four that I want us to pull out today from this passage, and I believe we can all find just encouragement and just help and answers maybe from this passage. And far too often, we make a decision to follow Jesus, even After we've been saved and in teen ministry, this happens a lot of times after summer camp. We make a profession, maybe a faith. We make a profession to read the Bible. We commit to the Lord to pray and seek his face every single day. But then if we're not careful, a couple of weeks or months go by, even in adults, and we leave the commitment we made to God behind. And so the disciples through the gospels, they had successes. They had failures. They had hiccups, but they followed Jesus through his earthly ministry, there's three and a half years, they followed Jesus. And so I want us to go to the core, the beginning of their following, when they began to follow Jesus and look at their life, look where Jesus found them, look how Jesus called them and how they responded to that call. And I believe that will help us understand how we are to follow Jesus in our life today. So in Matthew chapter four, we begin in verse 18 and it says, in Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee, Saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets. And followed him. Verse 18 tells us that Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee. He was in Capernaum where a lot of Jesus's ministry took place. And I've been to Capernaum, I've been around the Sea of Galilee. And man, what a place that is to know that that's where Jesus called these disciples. I've stood on the shore of Galilee and I could just vision it in my mind. As Jesus walked by the shore, you could look out into the sea and see the fellas probably on the boat and Jesus, hey, fellas. Follow me. And just a humble yet authoritative invitation he extends to them. And here in verse 18 and 19, Jesus comes across two fishermen, Andrew and Peter, their brothers, They were fishermen, that was their occupation. That is how they made a living. In fact, Peter had a wife, and his mother-in-law was sick. She was living with him at the time, he was taking care of her, and so he was needing to bring in enough wages to provide for a family. And so fishing on the Sea of Galilee was a way for a Galilean to make an honest living. Now, you were not rich by any means, but you were not poor either. And so the Sea of Galilee was known for having tons and an abundance of fish because of the climate there is always just a mass and an abundance of fish in that sea. And so this is a particular time when Jesus was walking by. These fellows had not caught one fish all night, which is very unusual. And so I want us not to focus so much on the miracle of Jesus filling their nets. Here as I do is... When Jesus called them, but that's a miracle in itself that we could talk about on a whole other episode. But this was not the first time Peter or Andrew had met Jesus. In fact, John 1 tells us Andrew was following him already from afar and ran to tell Peter that the Messiah had finally arrived. But on this particular day, they were not looking for the Messiah. They were looking for fish, but the Messiah was looking for for them. Make sure you understand that. They were searching for fish. They were trying to make a living. But the Messiah Jesus came looking for them. And so Jesus comes right where they are and says, "Fellas, follow me." In the Greek, that those two words, they simply mean, "Come ye after me." I want you to notice who Jesus called. He did not go to the synagogue or the temple to find the most religious or the richest person in town, he did not find the priest or the one that knew the whole law. He went to these standard everyday people who the world would deem lower class and uneducated. These were This was an uneducated group of people. They were just fishermen by trade. That's what they did. And so sure, they made an honest living, but people did not really want to associate with a bunch of fishermen. But Jesus went to where they were and called them to follow him. That's very important to me. Jesus went to where they were and called them to follow him. Knowing good and well that they would mess up, they would fail him in the future. Knowing Peter had an attitude at times. Knowing that they got in trouble from time to time. Jesus still said, hey, you brothers, follow me. Come ye after me. I want to invite you into my life. I want you to come and live life with me for the next three and a half years. And then after that, you're going to take on a ministry and a responsibility in building the kingdom of God. And I think it's very important for us to understand this truth because that's how Jesus called you and I. And often misconception with Christianity is that we found Jesus. Sometimes what you'll hear when someone is sharing their testimony is, yeah, I decided to follow Jesus. I went looking for Jesus. I made my mind up to follow Jesus. And I went searching for answers in Jesus. And while it is true, we decide to answer the call. It is true that we at times seek after Jesus. We must realize the invitation, the very beginning invitation for you and I to follow Jesus, that was extended by Jesus. Because of his death burial and resurrection and so in our original nature we're sinful we know that we were not looking for Jesus as sinners we were not we were not looking for someone to remove us out of our sin because at the time of our salvation whether it was through a preacher preaching and proclaiming the gospel through a track you found somewhere, through something on the radio, through you reading the scriptures on your own. We, before that, we did not see a need for a Savior. And so we would not go looking for a Savior. But when we were confronted with the truth, when we were confronted that we are sinners and that we are dying and on our way to a place called hell that was not prepared for us, then we understood that Jesus has already extended an invitation for us. And so the Bible says in Ephesians, he chose us, the world, to be in Christ before the foundation of the world. And so when he called you, some of you maybe not too long ago, some of you maybe 50 years ago, he knew the mess that you were in. He knew the sin that you were in. He knew what what did so easily beset you. He knew the issues that you have. And some, some of us have a great deal of them bringing into our relationship with Jesus. He knew that. He knew what kind of sinner you were. He knew the mistakes you would make throughout your life. But guess what? He came to where you were and called you to follow him. So never take the action of following Jesus lightly. The savior of the world, the one that is the word, the creator of all, called you by name specifically. He loves you with a love that's unexplainable, and he has chosen you to follow him and be part of this intimate relationship. Then we go on to see in the in, in the life of the disciples here, not only where he called them from, but we see their total abandonment. Look at if you have your Bible there. If not, I'll read verse 20. It says, And they straightway left their nets and followed him. So it's a very vivid picture that's painted here in scripture. Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee says, Fellas, follow me. And what happens immediately after Jesus invites them to follow? Not just Following him and still having part of their old nature? No, they aren't fishermen by day and Jesus' follower by night. They literally left their old way of living for a new way of living with Jesus. Peter left his family to follow Jesus. Andrew and Peter and all the other disciples left families and mothers and fathers and good-paying jobs as fishermen. They left a comfortable lifestyle for uncomfortable living. They left their homes where they had a steady Place to lay their head at night. And now they do not know where they're going to sleep each night as they're traveling with Jesus. They don't know where they're going to lay their head at night. They literally dropped everything and said, Jesus, you want me to follow you? You want me to come ye after you? I will follow you with everything that I have. And that is so true for us. And that's a key principle in following Jesus. And that is a truth that we need to understand and cling on to. Far too often we take the act of following Jesus very lightly. We don't really understand that what what, what it completely entails to follow Jesus. We think we can follow him only on certain days of the week. We think we can follow him only on Sunday mornings and Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. But during the week, we can still be attached to our old nature. But following Jesus requires us to totally abandon our old way of living. Literally, we are to forsake our our old nature in order to follow Jesus properly. So that might mean giving up a certain style of music that you like listening to. That might mean for teenagers giving up a certain group of friends or a certain friend because they continually pull you into worldly things and back to the course of your old nature. Maybe adults, some men, maybe that means giving up some websites and some sinful habits. Maybe maybe that means giving up worry and doubt and fear and anxiety and depression, whatever it may be. But following Jesus requires you and I to leave the old man behind and focus on who we are now in Jesus Christ. So my question on this episode is simple. Are you partially following Jesus or have you wholeheartedly given your life and every aspect of it inside of your following with him? Leaving all of your old nature behind. Let me ask you this. Those of you that have made a decision for Christ in the past year. Whether maybe for teenagers that was at summer camp, for Christians and adults that was at church, or that was at Bible study, or that was in a daily uh, talking and communication through, communication through reading God's word. How many of us have truly left the old lifestyle and followed Him? How many of us have truly understood and kept that commitment that we've made to Him? Or how many of us have already went back to some of, if not all of, our old sinful habits? Following Jesus is more than just an answer to a question. Following Jesus is more than just saying, I will follow Jesus. Following Jesus is more than just going to the altar and praying and saying, okay, this is going to happen, but then never living it out. Following Jesus is a life of total abandonment to self. It's a life of total abandonment to the old nature. It's a life of total abandonment to the sinful lust and desires that we have as sinners. We need to totally and completely leave behind every aspect of our old life. After their total abandonment, we see they they receive a new responsibility. And so verse 19, Jesus calls them and he says, he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And so he said, follow me or come ye after me. And then he said, I will make you a fisher of men. He used their old occupation with their new way of life. And fishing for men is totally different than fishing for fish. And so this new lifestyle that Jesus was calling them to means they have to preach the gospel. And so they were abandoning their old way of of lifestyle, to pick up this new way that Jesus is offering them. And they now have to be a preacher. They now have to be one that proclaims and witnesses and shares the gospel. They are now responsible for taking the good news of the gospel to everyone that they come in contact with. And that is part of following Jesus. Just like leaving behind our old man is, we are to spread the good news of Jesus. And so think about that. We received Jesus. When we were sinners, we received Jesus when we were unworthy. There are so many people in your life and in mine that need to know about Jesus, that need to understand the reality of their sin and how just sinful they are and their need for a substitute, their need for Jesus. And it's our new responsibility as a follower and disciple of Jesus. It's our responsibility to take the gospel to them, to preach the gospel. And so now, that will look different for you than it did for these men 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago, they had to literally walk. They had no cars. They had no social media. They had no telephones. They had to walk, go to synagogues, go to churches, go to towns, go to houses, go to the streets, and preach the gospel that way. But now it looks different for us. We can share the gospel in a text message. We can share the gospel on Facebook. We can share the gospel on Instagram. We can pick up the phone and share the gospel. We can take someone out to lunch and share the gospel. We can mail someone a track, mail someone a card, and share the gospel. But nevertheless, you and I have the same responsibility as those disciples. Our life should be a beacon of hope in a lost world. We should be like the lighthouse that's shining out to show those ships how to get back home. We need to be that for the lost world. We need to be the light in darkness so that we are showing those that don't know Jesus there is hope, there is a remedy, there is a savior, there is a way out of depression, there is a way out of anxiety, there is a way out of all of this. And his name is Jesus, and he's extended to you the same invitation that he has extended to you. To me, And so your life is to shine forth the good news of Jesus to all you come in contact with. And I'll end with this. Now we see their forever purpose, their forever purpose. Notice verse 25, or I'll read it to you. And there, and there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee and from Decapolis and from Jeru- Jerusalem and from Judea and from beyond Jordan. They followed him. And the great multitudes of people were Peter and John, and so if we were to read the whole from 18 down to 25, we would see he called a couple of other people uh, while he would, right after he called Peter and Andrew. But in that group of multitudes that followed him from all of those places, there was two fishermen. There were two men that made a decision that this man can offer me something that's life altering. This man can offer me something that will change our Life, And though I might have to give up a place to lay my head, though I might have to give up my old sinful nature, though I might have to give up some things that I like to hold on to, this man is worth everything. And so I can imagine as there are great multitudes, the word great there means just a great number, a large number of people were following him from Galilee, from Decapolis, from Jerusalem, from Judea and beyond Jordan. Probably thousands of people. Jesus was very popular at this time in his ministry. And in that crowd of probably thousands, there's two that accepted a real and eternal invitation to come ye after Jesus. What an amazing truth. That's now their forever purpose. When the multitude cease, when Jesus' ministry is not as popular as it is, there's still two. There's still Peter and John. Peter and Andrew, I mean, following Jesus. Jesus, wherever he goes. That's us. That should be us. And so they were not following Jesus so that they could get fame. They were not following Jesus to elevate themselves. And that was a common tradition in that day. It was common for the multitudes and for people to attach themselves to a rabbi or to a teacher for them to get fame. But in the crowd of people seeking personal gain, there's Andrew and Peter. Leaving all behind to follow Jesus. Those, the crowds, they didn't do that. Peter and Andrew leaving all behind to follow Jesus. Not following Jesus to get famous. Listen, following Jesus is not something you do to get famous. In a world that's quickly turning away from Jesus, it's not famous. It's not something you do to get elevated among your peers. It's something you do to elevate Jesus. The one that laid it all down so that you could live. That's the purpose for our life. That's what it means to follow Jesus We have a new responsibility If we've totally abandoned our old lifestyle We have a new responsibility That new responsibility is to proclaim Jesus And our new purpose in life Is to follow Jesus Wherever it takes us Whatever avenue it takes us down Whatever path we may have to travel down While we're following Jesus That is our purpose It's costly And you and I will fail We're sinners But listen It's worth it all to be a true, sold-out, dedicated follower of Jesus. Like Andrew and Peter, they realized this man, this Messiah, he has something to offer me that nobody else can. And when we realize that this world and our life is not made for us to have material objects, it's not made for us to have all the riches in the world, but this life we've been given is to glorify Jesus Christ in everything that we do. And so let's live out our purpose. And when someone tells you to follow Jesus, you are truly following Jesus every day, every minute, every second of every day because he has radically changed your life. As always, have a great Friday and God bless. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the I Am Persuaded podcast, please consider subscribing and share with your friends. We pray this is a blessing in your life. God bless.